Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And uh, if you're a Hawks fan, I know you're licking your wounds tonight. <laughs> it was a tough, oh my God, it was a tough loss tonight. Um, Hawks fall to the 18-47 and 47 Detroit Pistons. Now, let me say that record with a caveat. This team has been playing better as of late. Uh, they've won five out of their last ten. They're three out of their last five. They've won two in a, two in a row. Um so they are playing a, a, a better brand of basketball. But listen, Hawks got to win this game, man. Like they got to win this game. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the nuts, the bolts, the ugly, the good, the bad. We're going to get into all of it. And uh, I'm going to walk you through it. And uh, we're going to get ready for the next game, man. Next game is, is the world champs, the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town. I mean, not coming to town. I'm sorry. <laughs> you go to their house. And so uh, the Hawks have a date with the Milwaukee Bucks soon. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So, again, if, if you are uh, new to the program, 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to uh, hear us talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball. So uh, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So we want you to connect with us on our social media. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hawks Beat is how you get a hold of us. And uh, be a part of the show, man. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know uh, what you like, what you don't like, and all that jazz. And after you do that, make sure you give us a five-star rating. <laughs> Last but not least, definitely, make sure you subscribe to the pod. That really helps us out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it about the about the, um, the housekeeping, man. So if you are new to the program, I ask that you just give us a shot. If you like Atlanta Hawks basketball, man, that's what we talk around here. And uh, we just keep it real, man. We just keep it real. So we're going to keep it real tonight like we've always done. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what was going on before the game, right? So uh, here's the stakes before the game. The Hawks, the Hornets, and the Brooklyn Nets were all pretty much essentially tied for 8, 9, and 10 spots in the play-in seating, right? Um, The Hawks were, um, they had the upper leg because if they would have won tonight, they would have gone up on both of those teams and they would have been sitting in the A spot with a 500 record. Now, for those of you keeping track at home, the Hawks have not been 500 since December 14th when they were 14 and 14. I'm sorry, December 15th. That was the last time the Hawks were 500. Uh, they were 14 and 14. And since then, they've been trying to get to 500 and they they get close and then they just, I don't know, they just haven't been able to get it done. They came into this game seven and a half point favorites. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, the Pistons had won three out of their last five. The Hawks had won three out of the last five. Um, As far as the injuries were concerned, the only guy that that the Hawks were missing was Kevin Herter. Yeah, he had a shoulder issue. He was out. No problem. He throw bogey in there, right? And um, the the Pistons weren't really missing any of their major guys. But um, going into the game, the Hawks still were carrying that 27th ranked defensive rating. You know? Um, and for those keeping track at home, 27 isn't good. <laughs> Offense is ranked near the top of the league. We know that. But you got to stop somebody. You got to stop somebody. And this game ultimately came down to um, getting stops. It came down to execution and it came down to closing. How do you close out games? And the Hawks simply have had a tough time closing out games all season. All season. Like, they're, I mean, they, they found a, a, a plethora of ways to lose games this season. And I don't know. Like, I don't have the answers to, well, the Hawks just need to do this, and they'll close out games better. Like, I wish I had that type of eye, but I don't. I will tell you this. Uh, it appears that they get a little tight. Like, down the stretch, they get a little tight. And for whatever reason, they were not able to close it out. Tonight, they were up with 1.6 <laughs> on the clock. All you had to do was play... Uh, a, a second and a half, a second and a half of defense. That's all you had to play. Um, Bogey reaches in and gets called for the foul. Like, oh, God, you know what I'm saying? 
He gets called for the foul. Then they get another chance where John Collins goes to the line to get two free throws and can pretty much ice the game. He misses the front end of the free throws. And so you're like, it's an execution issue. You know, they have, uh, you go to the end of overtime and you you get two shots at the, you get two shots uh, to to make at the end of overtime and you don't make any one of those shots. And this is not an anomaly. Like, this is something that the Hawks have not been good at this whole season. Closing out games. Have they closed out some games? Yes, they have closed out some games. But there's been a lot of times where they haven't closed them out. I said in a tweet um, after tonight's game, I said this. And we're going to get into the game. We're going to talk to numbers. And we're going to, you know, get into all that. But before that, I got to get this out. I said the Hawks lost to a tougher team. They didn't lose to a better team. They lost to a tougher team. I thought they were tougher physically. I thought they were tougher uh, from just a defensive a defensive presence and mentality. I thought they were tougher. And ultimately, you can almost say they were tougher mentally. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they made the plays in overtime. They made the shots. Uh, both teams didn't really shoot well with their free throws, but um, they did what they had to do. One thing about a Dwayne Casey team, they're going to be tough, like if nothing else. And he doesn't have a lot of talent on that team. He doesn't. Like the Hawks are the most talented team. There's a reason this Hawks team was seven and a half point favorites. Um, this Hawks team is more talented. But I would dare to say that Detroit team is more tough. They are tougher. The Kate Cunningham kid, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. He was the best player on the court tonight. And that can't be true when you're playing the Hawks. You can't have Cade Cunningham be the toughest, the, the, the best player on the court tonight. And tonight he was. He he was. Uh, Trey picked a, a, a bad night to have a bad... Uh, and I'm not going to say he was terrible. I mean, the, the boy had 12 assists. But it wasn't... A, it's not what the Hawks expected from Trey Young. It's not what they expected. Cade Cunningham is a young cat. You know, he, he is, you know, uh, has a promising career. I really enjoy watching the kid play. He's a big kid. You know what I mean? And I think he gave Trey some fits. You know, just the physicality. Um, that is is one drawback you have when your best player is as small as Trey Young is. You know, we can go all the way back to Isaiah Thomas when he was in Boston. That's that's going to be an issue his whole career, his, his size. You know, he goes up against these bigger guards like a Cade Cunningham that can just lean on him and put that body on him. You know, when he gets matched up on him, it, it, it poses problems. It poses problems. I don't think you saw a little bit about that tonight. Furthermore, you know, Trey didn't shoot the ball well tonight. Didn't shoot the ball. And, and by no means am I laying this game on Trey. But he got he gets the glory. And, and sometimes he he got to take you know he got to take you know when he has bad nights, we give him plenty of glory when he when he shines you know, but and again I'm not holding Trey to the fire. I mean I think as a team the Hawks left a lot of plays out on the court. I think they left a lot of plays out on the court. Um, Trey was five for twenty tonight, five for twenty. Um, you got to be a little bit more efficient than that, man. Got to be a little bit more efficient. 14 and 12. I mean, 
you know, he, he didn't shoot the ball well, obviously. Didn't shoot the ball well. Um, you know, the mistake Bogey made at the end of the... Like, everyone everyone can eat some of this. Everyone can eat some of this. And, and that goes for Nate McMillan and his coaching staff as well, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm less likely to be that guy to be like, you know, oh, it's the coach's fault because by this level... The players don't need a rah-rah guy. They don't need a guy who is going to, hey, let's win one from the Gipper. Look, man, it's 82 games. It's a long season. He's not about to be getting out. He's not about to be out here giving motivational speeches before every game. That's just not the move. That's not what he's going to do. So, yeah, everyone can eat a little bit of this uh, when it comes to uh, taking the responsibility for tonight's loss. So, um, yeah, everyone can eat a little piece of that. All right, so let's dive into this game. Let's dive into this game. Let's look at some of the numbers. Let me pull up the box score, uh, the game book, and see what do the numbers tell us about tonight's game. And I will say this, man. Um, In the first quarter, I thought the Hawks played pretty well. Um, I thought toward the end of the quarter, the defense got a little sloppy with that second unit in there. I thought the second unit was decent tonight. I thought DeLon Wright had a decent game. Um, Gallo, you know, you have 14. Um, Lou Will had a good night tonight. I would have liked to have seen more of a Kongu. I don't know if he's on a minutes restriction or what the deal was, but um, I think Clint was playing pretty decent uh, defensively, and so that, that you kind of just kind of keep him out there. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of hard to get him in there when Clint is playing pretty good defensively. Uh, I know Clint had a one, one play with Katie Cunningham where he blocked a shot. He went on the perimeter and, uh, I had no problems with what I saw from Clint tonight, you know, down there banging. But, um, again, I think as a whole, this Hawks team has a toughness issue. Um, <clears throat> I think in that, in that first quarter, um, which was obviously Trey's best quarter. And after that, you didn't get much from him from a scoring standpoint. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's a problem because Trey has to be like one of your top scorers every single night, you know. Um, but first quarter, he goes for eight and four. I thought he looked in control. He shot the ball decent. Uh, three or six from the field. And um, I thought he got off to a good start. You know, the Hawks, you know. You're you're in Detroit, and so when you're not at home, you know you want the, um, you just want to come out strong. You want to come out strong, and I thought they did. I thought that they did. Second quarter, you uh, hold on one second. Let me um, <laughs> my little notepad was kind of jacking up. All right, uh, I thought I thought again, uh, in that first quarter, I thought John Collins looked good. I, I it it was good to see Big O back in the lineup. And I was like, okay, when have we seen like a full Hawks team with full strength? Because it's like as soon as you get one back, somebody goes down, you know. Um, I didn't know the Kevin Herter thing was, you know, I I, I really, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'll be honest with y'all. But it seems like why every time the Hawks get somebody back, somebody else goes down. I think that's a problem. (laughs) I just, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Um, In the second quarter, I really liked that Nate McMillan kept Bogey with that second unit rotation. Uh, Bogey started the game, but he still got those minutes with that second team in the second quarter. And I like that. I thought the offense was good. I didn't think it was great, but 
in the second quarter, I wrote this down. I, I, I was like, the defense is soft. They just were playing soft to me. And I don't know if that's just like indicative of today's NBA or indicative of, no, you know, I'm not going to say that. No, it's not indicative of today's NBA. The Hawks are not a good defensive team. I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to waste your time. The Hawks are not a good defensive team, and they're soft. They're soft, and that's a problem because I think they feel they can just kind of outshoot everybody and outgun everybody, and um, there's times where they're, they're locked in defensively, but those times are becoming few and farther between. Um, on another note, the Killian Hayes kid for Detroit, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, I really like Killing Hayes. I really like Killing Hayes when he was coming out of, of college. Um, <laughs> one of the notes that I put uh, in my second quarter, I said, defense has not been good tonight. <laughs> it just, the points in the paint at the end of the night were relatively close, but it just seemed that they were getting to the paint with so much ease, so much ease. And so, while the while the points in the paint metrics may be a little skewed, um, it doesn't account for all the driving kicks. You know what I'm saying? When guys can get to the point with ease and you know just um, shoot it out to guys waiting on on the wing and knock down easy three pointers. Like so, that's that that's is an issue when you're just letting guys get wherever they need to get. You know, they're, they're getting wherever they need to go. So it's not just in the point scoring. It's it also affects three point shooting. It affects all of these things. Um, tonight, the, how, the the Hawks were outshot from three. Uh, Detroit was 36 percent and the Hawks were 28 percent. You know, things like that matter in a game that's that goes in, in a game that's decided by three points. Uh, little stuff like that matters. You know, they shot better than the Hawks. They shot better from the field and from three, you know. Um, the free throw shooting was atrocious. Like, I I don't know what these teams usually shoot on the year, but the Hawks were 68% from, from, free, from, from, uh, from the line, and the Pistons were 65%. 68 and 65%? Like, is that good? Like, I'm, 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 what I'm going to do is, uh, on the next break, I'm going to look at, like, the free throw shooting in the league. Like, and say, where are we at? Because do all the teams shoot in the 60s? Do they shoot in the 70s? I don't know. But I'm going to look that up for you uh, during our next segment. But, yeah, um, I thought that first half of basketball was just kind of ho-hum. I didn't think any team was was really asserting themselves defensively. I thought both teams' offenses were kind of similar. If you look at the numbers, they're similar. Uh, This game had a ton of lead changes. 14 lead changes. Um, They were tied up six times. It was a very close game, and I think the Hawks believe that it shouldn't be. You know, And, and, and for all intents and purposes, it shouldn't have been. The Hawks are a better team. Um, what they didn't account for is, is Detroit's toughness. <laughs> but, it, like, again, the, the the Pistons are a tougher team. I will say that. You go into the half, 59-56, and the Hawks are down by three. And you're like, hey, it's not over. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you in there. You're in the road. And what you're doing when you're on, when you're on the road 
is you just want to give yourself a chance. You just want to give yourself a chance and, um, you know, to handle business. But Hogs just didn't really, they never seemed to click. It, it, it didn't really seem to click tonight at all. Um, third quarter, it's usually the Trey Young quarter. I say this in every pod, but uh, it wasn't tonight. Uh, Trey Young, and usually in the third quarter, they have Trey play the whole quarter. Tonight, he played 10 minutes. So uh, he went to the bench early, didn't play. Um, didn't play all 12 minutes. Um, he played 10 minutes. He was 0 for 3 and had 3 assists. 1.3 assists. That is not a Trey Young quarter. It's not a Trey Young quarter. Um, the Hawks outscored the Pistons 20 to 19, but um, you don't get that bump from Trey Young, and it, it's it's tough out there. You know, but the, I thought Bogey really stepped up. You know, he gave him seven points, but uh, both teams didn't really put on a scoring display in that third quarter, and I don't think it's because of good defense. I just think them dudes was missing shots. <laughs> they were just missing shots, man. They was missing shots. So. Um, Fourth quarter comes, and again, much like the third quarter, a lot of back and forth. Uh, this was a very closely contested game all game long. Um, we don't really get the fireworks until like the last minute and a half of the game. I thought that um, in that final minute and a half, Bogey has some huge plays. And that's why I hate that. You know, the thing went down with him with a minute, I mean, not a minute, with a second and with 1.6 seconds left. Because he had a big three um, to bring the Hawks up, 95 to 94. And before I could even write that Bogey hit a big three to put the Hawks up 95 to 94, the Pistons went down and scored that quick. So it's just moments like that, you know? It's just like you have a tremendous opportunity to capitalize on a big play. And before, you know, you could even count to five, they don't score it like the other team has scored. Um, That's a problem to me. That's a problem. So, um, again, you got the big three from Bogey getting them up. Uh, Then Bogey gets another and one. He gets a big and one bringing them up to um 97 to 97 he makes the free throw now you're up 98 to 97 big free throw time comes uh Cade misses the front end of a one-on-one and Hunter goes to the line he hits his two so now you got the Hawks up by one with 49 seconds and then we all saw what happened with 1.6 seconds like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing how much stuff transpired in under two seconds. It really is, man. It really is, man. Uh, Bogey, you know, commits the foul and go, dude goes to the free throw line, makes one of two, and then Collins gets fouled. He makes one of two, and then you're going to overtime. You're going to overtime. And tremendous opportunity. And I thought to myself, you know what? The Hawks don't deserve to win this game. I ain't going to lie to you. They don't deserve to win this game. And if they lose this game, it's not going to be because of that foul bogey did on that boy. 
you know, it. I, I don't think it is because Bogey was pretty much the Hawks' best defensive player. I mean, best offensive player tonight. I think he finishes with like 22 or something like that. But Hawks get outscored in the final quarter, uh, 12 to nine, I believe it was. Yes, it was 12 to nine. What's the difference in the game, man? You get two shots at the end to kind of tie it up. Trey takes a deep three, misses. Uh, Hunter has to rush a three, he misses. And Detroit gets the win, man. Detroit gets the win. Uh, again, big night from K. Cunningham. 43 minutes, 28 points, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. He was the best player on the court tonight. He was the best player on the court tonight. And, you know, that can't that can't happen if you're the Hawks. You Not, not while you got number 11. That can't happen. You know, you're going to want the all-NBA stuff, the all-NBA all money. You can't let Cade Cunningham steal the show. I don't care where you are, whether you're at home or whether you're at Detroit. You can't let that happen. You know? Um, so, yeah. We're going to pause just a brief moment and let the network put in some uh, commercials if they need to. If not, it'll just be a brief pause. And then uh, I'll read some fan feedback. I'll give my keys to the game. And uh, we'll get up out of here and get ready for Milwaukee. And, uh, yeah. So you're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, uh, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast. And uh, let's get into some of this fan feedback. One of the things I always do is ask you guys after each game, what are your thoughts? What are your, uh, you know, your takeaways from tonight's game? And uh, I love to hear y'all's feedback, man. So let me pull up the Twitter. Again, if you are on Twitter, uh, make sure you're following us, man, at Hawkspeed. We love to correspond with our followers. And uh, you guys always give me the fan feedback that I need. So um, let's start with Mandy H. She said they were horrible. (laughs) They was off. It was sloppy. No calls. I am disgusted. Hey. It is what it is, man. I asked if anybody had a player of the game. I had three people reply, nope. <laughs> uh, Nate Blanchett. <laughs> this might be the tweet of the night to me. Uh, Nate Blanchett, uh, when I asked for player of the game, he said Kevin Herter. He said he looked very handsome in his blazer on the sideline. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Herter, who looked very nice on the sideline in his suit. Uh, shout out to Mr. Herder. Uh, Joshua Flesher said, uh, the players don't take teams with bad records seriously. The other team made it into the NBA too. The Hawks didn't lose this game in OT. They lost this on the flight to Detroit. I think Joshua's on to something because he's speaking a little bit to the mentality of this team. You know, everyone always talks about, oh man, you know, Hawks play good when the lights is on, when TNT shows up to the building, when you got Kenny and Charles and Shaq in the building. Then it's go time, right? Then it's go time when you're in Madison Square Garden, you got the playoffs. Then it's go time. But the game is you got to you got to take care of these guppies at the bottom of the sea. You know, you're not taking care of the guppies. And and, and I think there's something there about um just the mentality of this Hawks team. Um, let's see. JF Willoughby said it isn't a toughest, toughness issue. It's a consistency issue. 
the offense comes and goes and then they try to out then they try to iso their way out of slumps okay i mean we can agree to disagree i think there is a toughness issue that is obviously um ailing this hawks team like um you're not ranked 27 defensively and considered a tough team i'm not going to do that i'm not going to call you a tough team where you're in the bottom of defensive rating that's not tough to me but hey man i always respect your opinion and i appreciate your thoughts you know um let me see if we have some sound from nate mcmillan i think we got a little bit of sound off the bally sports thing tonight i don't know how well the the sound is going to transfer but let me play just a little bit of sound from nate mcmillan tonight i hope it transfers over pretty well um, I might have to do a little editing, a little, <laughs> but uh, here's a little bit from Nate McMillan about what he had to say from tonight's game. It's just, it's, it's about finishing, you know, um, you know, you go back to regulation. Um, we had opportunities to, uh, you know, finish there as well in the overtime and, you know, finishing is getting stops, executing offensively and uh, making shots. Before Chris get before Chris gets his question in there, um, just Nate talking about look, man, we got to finish, you know. And again, the Hawks have had an issue finishing all season long. It seems like they don't have no go to play outside of that high pick and roll. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I would like to see John get more touches in the fourth quarter. Like finishing, like I don't think they have a plan, you know. And you can call it coaching. You can call it, you know, them getting tight, whatever the case may be. They're just not a good finishing team right now. Um, Chris asks a question, and I'm gonna. Uh, Nate goes a little long on this, but I'm gonna play the whole thing so you can get the full context of what he's saying. the record you gotta play the game that sums it up man that sums it up um my final takeaway is this tremendous opportunity that you let fall to the wayside can you still jump up some spots yes you can you know what i'm saying you can still jump up some spots you can still probably even beat milwaukee you know you've done it before and i think you can do it again you know but, man, you leaving so much on the table this year, man. It's just time after time. 
You just want some consistency. And I do agree with my guy who had said something, um, who, whose tweet I just read. I mean, that there's, there's a consistency issue. You know, for whatever reason, there's a consistency issue. Whatever tonight, I mean, as, as far as tonight's concerned, they just fumbled a, a, a tremendous opportunity to move up. However, no time to cry over spilt milk. Got to get ready for the champs, man. Got to get ready for the champs. So, um, Hawks take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking us out on the Hawksbeat podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials at Hawksbeat. Subscribe to the pod. Give us a five-star rating. And we will greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you're new to the show, if you're new to the show, thank you for stopping by. Uh, give us about three or four. Give us about three or four shows to in your to to earn your business. You know, uh, we we appreciate all of our new listeners and the old ones, and uh, we appreciate all of you guys. So, um, like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know Him, you need to find Him and get to know Him and show Him some love because that is all He is showing you. L O V E love. We out. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.